The Secret Shopper Files podcast is presented by Michael Sands, Darren Hunter, and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training. In each episode, we secret shop property management agencies at a location anywhere over Australia, New Zealand, the United States, or the United Kingdom and deliver our findings and results to you so you know how to dominate in your marketplace by competing better on service and value and not on fees. If you want us to secret shop your competitors, contact us at secretshopperfiles.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunsey here. I am with Dennis Joseph, Michael Sands. We are in Spy Growth Training, and today with our Secret Shopper Files podcast, we are going to Disney World. Yay! Uh, we're going to Orlando, and uh, look, I, I, in Spy Growth Training, guys, has taken us all over the planet. And Dennis, we've done work with offices in um in orlando um, yep. in the market and orlando is an amazing place i mean what a magical place it is so when michael said right we're going to do a secret shopper on orlando um out of the the work that we've done there i was really really excited now it's a city in central florida in the united states it's in the time zone which is the furthest time zone from ours when it comes to us yeah. doing work with clients um but so it's in central florida it's got a population of about two point five million people and it's well known as a place where Walt Disney spied um, as he of course we know Disneyland on the west coast but of course Disney World um, what can I say uh, Disneyland fits into one of the car parks at Disney World so um, yeah Orlando is very much powered by the economy of Disney World what a massive thing it is and I remember uh, a gentleman that I was staying with in Orlando once, he said, Darren, uh, when it comes to the government, when it comes to tax, um, what the mouse wants is what the mouse gets. Um, we're talking, it's an economy within a, an economy. It's a country within a country. So if you haven't been to Disney World, it's an amazing place. So Orlando is very much influenced by the tourism market. Now, Michael, um, we've called a number of offices um, in uh, Orlando and in fact the, the particular office that um, asked for the report Michael what was the, the feedback why did this particular business owner want the report done and calling his competitors what was the go there you know the main reason for them asking for the report was to you know clearly determine and define their points of difference in a marketplace where they you know where they said you know a lot of people are primarily the same um, you know they knew that they they stood you know, they stood out um, they knew they had, they had a good product, good good company, good core values, and I guess they just wanted to see what their points of difference were and how they could be, uh, be visibly standing out. Okay, so what can I say? At the end of this report, some weeks ago, Michael, you made a mention that you just were licking your lips, wish that you could set up an office in Orlando. Why was that? Look, to, to, be, to be honest, at the end of the report, Yes, I was saying to you guys, we should open something up. But I was also crying and I was also laughing because I just, and that is another example of me walking away and going, what is going on? Like, what's happening? <laughs> this report is so different from what we did in Adelaide, so different from what we did in Auckland. Um, I think we've just taken shock to a whole new new level. We didn't think it was possible after Auckland. Yeah. And 
I, I have to state that um, um, I was in Orlando 2009 when the economy was literally down the toilet. We're talking the biggest bloodbath real estate massacre I have ever seen. When I saw the classified newspaper in a lounge room in Orlando 2009 with uh, line after line, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of properties being foreclosed in that area alone just for that week. I was shocked thinking this country is going to go bankrupt, but that's not the case anymore in Orlando. It's just pumping. The real estate market is just going. The rents are increasing. The, 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 the tenant demand is getting stronger and stronger. What a great place for property management to be. But Michael, we just didn't see that the offices were serious enough about that economic circumstance. No, totally. And I think we need to qualify um, what we're going to talk about in this report. Now, we were only engaged to contact 10 uh, local competitors for this particular company. But we've been doing some other reports in Florida, in the area. And so we've spoken to numerous, numerous real estate agencies, offices, property management companies. We have spoken to a lot. And what we're about to kind of discuss is not an isolated incident okay this no. is not someone choosing like 10 people they think of their worst competitors and seeing how much better they are this is consistent and no one is safe listening to this now granted disclaimer we are not going to mention anyone's names no no names will ever ever be mentioned well, not what ever. Do you say that we know some of these officers we, we, we know a lot we of these officers that, that some of these officers we know some of them we don't there's some of them we are familiar with. And yeah. so uh, it was quite an eye-opener. Oh, massive eye-opener because, like, there are agents out there that, like, on a pedestal, like, I mean, I'm from Australia, I'm from Melbourne. I'm, like, from the furthest possible place from this area, right? And so uh, when you see people, like, on their social media, on their, you know, their videos and, like, you know, what, what they're actually doing or what they're saying is not what they're actually doing. And, Darren, we're not calling people once and, like, trying. We're not calling people twice and trying. We call people up to seven times during the day. We call people after hours. We email people. This is not us calling people once and saying, oh, that was terrible. Some of them have been terrible. Darren, I believe that a new business call needs to be, um, you, know, done, you know, replied within the hour. Within an hour or people are already looking somewhere else. And I think within the hour, I'm being kind in saying that. It's got to be quicker than that. You know, as a BDM myself, that was, and this is in recordings I did the very first time I did a keynote, I said my job was to reply all of the new business within the hour. Eventually I had to stretch it out to two because I was doing six, seven presentations a day. But if you're not replying them in an hour, oh my goodness, you know, they are looking elsewhere. Yeah, so, and, and we also remember, like, we, we started before Christmas, we did things after Christmas, so we've taken into consideration the crazy right. rush before Christmas, yeah. the crazy yeah. rush after Christmas. We called some agencies, and, they were, and the key people weren't there at the time. We forgave yeah. them. We made other attempts. Um, yeah, we've done the email, we've done the SMS, we've done the phone call, we've done the voicemail calling somewhere in Mexico, or yeah. a voice, voicemail that doesn't get returned. Yeah, we've done all that. Yeah, no wonder people are, are making a decision based on um, fees because there's no level of service that's standing out and the owners are getting so confused, you know. So uh, it, it certainly goes to show you get some of those basic systems in place at the beginning 
they're just going to want to give you the business. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm glad you know the, this agency in particular that we um, that we did the project for. I'm so happy that they really followed their core values and their videos, mm. and they really, you know, they they really know how to put content out there, and they are. They're doing the same thing that they're saying to our face and the, you know, that we kind of saw behind the scenes. Yeah, sure, there's room to kind of do things, but just yeah. from a consistency perspective, what they're pushing out in the marketplace is kind of consistent to what, what we see in the, in the back end of it, which yeah. isn't representative of um, majority of the agencies. Majority of the agencies, when we get through to them, um, kind of all talk on the front and nothing on the back. Not all of them. I guess I just want to interject, guys, also for our uh, listeners out there and our viewers, if you do want to get a secret shopper files uh, report done on your competitors, just go to secretshopperfiles.com. There's a form there and you'll just get in touch with that with Michael and he can have a chat with you. But let's like, guys, let's just start getting into the meat of this secret shopper report. Now let's talk about good experiences, Michael. What were before we get on to perhaps what agents shouldn't do, um, what were some of the, the, the standouts to you? Yeah, look, what I really appreciated was like when we got through to the key people to speak to, some of the BDMs really knew um, their, their product. You know, they knew um, about the area. They knew, you know, properties have been going for sale, for rent, um, that they could really kind of demonstrate to us that they, that they were an expert in, in, you know, key things. That was the nice thing, okay, that they could kind of relate to us. I really don't have too much more um, to you're say. Str you're struggling, aren't you? You're struggling to actually come up with something good out of this particular secret shopper. But you know what? Like, like Dennis was saying, if you can't call someone back in an hour, within two hours, within three hours, within four hours, like these are representative BDMs or staff working on behalf of the business owners that think mm. everything is rosy. Mm. Right? And you know, they think everything's great. Or maybe they know, but they think everything is great up here. Um, you know, but the salesmen, salespeople at the front pushing the property management services. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, do you want to know the key things that are going to make a massive difference to all these agencies? I, 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 if we call them now, if only we could call the, especially the people that we know and we call them up, what would, what would the message be? Return our call within an hour. I think that's the biggest rent rolls growth strategy. If we called every one of these offices now and we said, hey, do you need more rent roll growth? Every one of them would say, yes, we need more growth. We need more leads. But what's actually happening is people aren't actually returning phone calls. And no. I think if they, if the biggest tip right now for people listening, people watching this, if you can set up a system that any sniff of a lead that comes anywhere near your office you have a system to record it and then to make sure you enthusiastically get back to them within at most 60 minutes um you're going to be doing so much better than 95 percent of your competitors yeah and, yeah and darren can we also add that some of these agencies actually do have business development managers this is what breaks my heart you know good we ones. understand good bdms yeah we understand award-winning bdms yeah yeah, we, we totally understand that um, a, a property manager or a business owner that's running an office can get bogged down. We get that. You know, we get it might not be a priority, but it's not the case here. And it's, um, it kind of breaks my heart to see that there's BDMs out there that aren't um, doing what they should be doing. But it's encouraging to know that um, we've got a lot of work ahead of us as well. So, you know, um, 
mean, we, we can't tell them, Dennis. We can't tell them. No, you know, I know we can't. I know we can't, and I, I tell you what, I want to. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, though. One of the consistent things, like when you speak to these BDMs in this area, is they're not valuing their service on how much it costs for them to operate. They're valuing their service based on what other people are charging to make sure what they're charging is competitive yeah. in the marketplace. Mm. And like Darren was touching on earlier, the, the fees like all over the shop, there's no consistency to them. And clearly no one's rang their competitors. Some of them say to us, oh yeah, we, we, we miss your shop, our competitors. No, nah, they don't. Well, well let's, let's talk about fees because I've had a good look at that spreadsheet. Um, and unfortunately, Michael, I know for a fact that you didn't get all of the data there because you simply just couldn't got could not in any way get people to return your calls at all. So we couldn't get all of the fee data. But mm -hmm. about the eight offices that are there, firstly with the management fees, they're they're all over the shop. Usually there's a rack rate normal that you know they all know what's going on. They sort of keep their fees around a certain percentage and hang off that because that's what they all think well, we've got to keep it up. But it was all over from anywhere from probably six percent right up to ten percent. Um, some offices have three packages, so they've got their eights, their nines, their ten percents. But yeah. it really was all over the shop. So what I've learned and seen already in this marketplace, if you believe you're really, really good, then you just need to make sure that your management fee reflects that. Mm. Um, because there, there really isn't any normal. When it comes to the leasing fees, now, this is what I generally see as a pattern in the United States. On the West Coast, we see a lot lesser leasing fees. We see that 25% of a month's rent. We see half a month's rent, very, very typical. But the more east we go, um, the more we see offices getting their full 100% month's rent. So for us Australians, that's four weeks rent they're getting as a leasing fee. But in Orlando, I saw all of America put into a whole list of leasing fees right from 25% of a month's rent right up to 100% of a month's rent all over the shop, no consistency. So again, if you know you're really good, you can get the best tenant with the best rent in the quickest possible time, and you can prove that, then you should be going for your full 100% of a month's rent or your full four weeks rent. Um, leasing fees, again, uh, lease renewal, I'm sorry, lease renewal fees, again, all over the shop. It's usually the third largest fee. Um, you know, right from 350 fixed, 500 fixed, um, it was it was no real consistency around that. And the lease renewal is such an important procedure. Um, it locks the tenant in for a future, for example, 12 months. If the tenant breaks lease, they've got to pay rent. They've got to pay the, the leasing fee or marketing costs or whatever. Um, there is so much in the way of thousands of dollars that you are saving the owner in not having to finance should the tenant break. You need to make sure you've got a quality fee there. So my advice, if you're doing 100% of a month's rent as a leasing fee, your lease renewal fee can be half of that quite easily. So if we come across offices that are doing half a month's rent for leasing, then 25% lease renewal. And I just invite you, if you do want some help around your fees, um, just get in contact with us. Go to secretshopperfiles.com and we can give you some advice around there. But Michael, I, I know I'm going to let you, we've got to hand back the microphone to you shortly, but this is what I've also found. We've talked about the management fee, the leasing fee, the lease renewal fee, but it was a desert on everything else. It was, it was nothing. There was nothing there. And people have this uh, notion that their management fee and their leasing fee and lease renewal fee probably need to carry everything, but there was no 
monthly administration or monthly technology fees. There was no real routine inspection fees except a couple of officers doing like $15 a month each month to cover their annual inspections. Uh, but other than that, Michael, I think it was just vacant of anything else. Yet the ancillary fees are the easiest ones to get. Yeah, basically like they were doing everything for free. Correct. And, right? and, 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 and I, I've said that management fee is probably a wrong name. We call it the rent collection fee, which means if you, you know, everything else you, you do for free unless you're charging for it. And I think we really have to look at the management fee being the rent collection fee. I mean, just look at like one of those particular agents, like the renewal fee was included in the, in the property management and, and they've got a fixed fee model, one of them. And it's like, and then you look at nothing else is, is nothing else. Everything's yep. for free. Yep. How are they going to survive? I mean, yep. Darren, we've seen so many fixed fee model places that have kind of yep. failed around the yep. world. Okay. So let's talk about fixed because yes, I did overlook that in my fee discussion before we saw a couple at like $99 fixed fee a month then look if that works for you we've come across offices that swear by that model and whether it's a you know um a thousand dollar a month rent or a two thousand dollar a month rent they're charging the same management fee that certainly wouldn't work for me if i was running an agency it doesn't work for a lot of people out there but, here, no, but you've got to you've got to draw a line there though there like there are those people that are on the fixed fee model and they're volume based typically they're working on volume based but then there are those companies that are smaller they're not as large you can't compete on a fixed fee model. But I'm going to add, I can't, there was an office that I was aware that was um, uh, charging a fixed fee per month. And then they were talking to me about reversing it. And my guess is they got evaluation done on their business and realized that their non-traditional fee charging model could hurt their prospects of resale and wanted to undo it all. So uh, these are the things that you need to consider. If you're going to get in a fixed fee per month, you've got to consider the buyer's prospects. And here is what I know. If any potential buyer looks at a rent roll and sees anything that's out of the normal, out of what's considered traditional, they're going to greet it with fear and fear turns to a no. And so you, you, you could be hurting your exit plans um, with anything that's non-traditional with fee charging. So, Michael, let's talk about, let's move on. So again, people, if you want some help or you want a report done, go to secretshopperfiles.com. Now, Michael, let's just talk about what are some of the bad standouts. You've struggled giving us good ones, but tell us some of the, the, the bad ones and what are the lessons to be learned? Okay, totally. Um, one of the biggest things that I picked up is that um, not everyone is visible. Mm. YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, a lot of them I would probably give a two out of 10 and that would be generous. And then those that you would give maybe between a eight and nine out of 10 on their social, their back end, you'd be giving a two. Yeah. Yeah, right, so like, it's not just that, yeah, it's certainly not about, um, you know, if, if, if people are basing their decision on how they're looking on social media, they're going to be really happy with what they see. But once they give them the management, oh my goodness, like um, if, if the calls are returned anyway, um, yeah, it was pretty disappointing, this one. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. And, you know, some of the people had the pages and the profiles. It's almost like they just set up the social media because they heard that was the thing to do, but then they don't have a strategy or a planning place. 
No, and they go, they try and get like thousands of people to follow them on social media. They don't post anything on social media. And when they do, they're not visible on anyone else's page. Their YouTube channels are awful. And if they're combined with a sales agency, it's all sales, sales, sales. They're not all replying to their Google reviews. And like some of them had like 71 star Google reviews. And as as we know, if you're not replying to these reviews, that negative review is taken as accepted. Yeah, yep. Certainly. And I've seen in Orlando a business that had negative reviews and it just about sunk them. Um, I remember actually being in that office when there was a meeting with a social media marketing expert on how to reverse all the damage that their negative reviews were, were, were causing. But the, here's the joke is that if we went to Orlando and we sent everybody in our database there an email in Florida saying, we're coming over, who wants rent roll growth? A lot of these offices will be putting up their hand. But yet, they're missing out on all of these opportunities and the most obvious things. None of none of that works if they're not doing all the all the small plus ones. You know, like as we know, someone types in find me a property manager near me, and then all the Google reviews come up. So these are the first things that they pretty much see, like management's near them, their reviews. And if you're not doing the, the small simple things on these reviews just to get to the next step, then close. Darren, it's like they've got a mask on, right? And they're not doing their job properly. <laughs> no, it's, it's, ama- it's amazing, guys. Like, I thought that by doing this report, and again, this is just on 10, on 10 particular agents, but, like, mm. we've done numerous in the area. Um, so it's, it's consistent. Yes, there are some standouts, and not, not part of this report. They'll be on, on another one. Um, but, um, you know, please, anyone listening to this, please, I beg you, do not call me, Darren or Dennis, and ask if we shopped you. No, we're not going to tell you. Well, we've got a standard response to that is that we cannot confirm or deny anything. It's, it's, we will never give answers on that, nor can we reveal the questions that we give on the phone. But I do know confident, there is no way that people will know it's, it's, it's our team on the phone. It's that good. Yeah. Yeah, on an encouraging note, I've got to say that um, the particular office that we were working on, I've seen notable um, changes to their social media. That they're, you know, from the tips because we don't just deliver the report; we actually give tips and advice while we're delivering the report. And I've got to say, their their social media presence has already been um, picking up. I've, I've especially noticed that on um, Instagram, and I think that's a positive. So they've done the report, and they're actually now. Um, implementing and putting things in place because it is certainly about getting a report done so you can see where you're fitting in the market and then what improvements you can do to get better. And yeah. I've got to say, they were buzzing with regards to um, where where they knew that they could improve and, and they're going, wow, is that what that office got? Then they were feeling a lot better than about themselves. They weren't feeling as threatened. Yeah, and I think the captain of that ship is, you know, steering in, in the right direction. You know, great attitude yeah. too. And yeah, yeah. So is it fair to say that that they came in before the report was done with an impression of what the market was like, but the truth that was revealed in the secret shopper file report that you gave, obviously revealed something completely different, but empowered them and gave them more confidence. Yeah. Certainly, certainly, yeah. Certainly, yeah. It was yeah. Um, it, it was very well delivered. You All right, know, so um, let, yeah. 
let, let's let's wrap this up, guys, because um, you know we felt this was a bit of a massacre. It was certainly a shock to us, um, you know, mm -hmm. on, on the level of professionalism that we did see from a business development point of view, and certainly felt sorry for a lot of the businesses there. But what are the top three takeaways, Michael? Let's just you know, what can our viewers, our audiences learn out of this? The top three things take away that they can go to their business right now and go, okay, are we making the same mistakes here? What, what are the top three things? Um, okay, no one's, no one's really been consistent, okay? I think that we need to master the consistency from the front of house to back of house. Um, uh, you know, whoever's speaking on the front one, answer the phone within a reasonable time frame and return it within a reasonable time frame. Um, the, the second part uh, would be the the trust the trust points so like your, your google presence your social media presence things like that making sure that if people are looking for an agent in the, in the area um and the third thing that i would um really have people focus on is taking a look at their fee structure making sure the fee structure represents the value that they're delivering and the profit that the company needs to make to run to do training to do events to you know have um incentives and things like that making sure that you're not pricing yourself to be consistent with, with what the market expects because you're just benchmarking yourself against people that are not that great in, in all areas. Mm -hmm. So if you have a good product, be careful. Don't match your service to someone else's price, mm -hmm. right? So they're the three things. It's the consistency, you know, the, the online presence, you know, the trust points and, um, and, the, and the fee structure. Cool. All right. Well, well done. So again, for our viewers, our listeners out, listeners out there, get in touch with Michael. Have a chat about your marketplace um, and what you'd like to possibly get out of a report if we were able to reveal what's really going on in your marketplace. Because that's what this does. It actually reveals the truth. Yep. Um, and then you can get leverage, know what you got to do to, to lead the pack. So go to Secret Shopper Files com. But guys, I think we're all done. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I just want to add one thing. I think some basic synergies across the board would be a massive advantage for the businesses as well. Like, you know, repetitive messages from on your socials to your website to what you're saying on the phone. A basic thing like that is going to help you a great deal in winning more business in the um, in the Florida region. Yep, yep, well done. Well, we love Florida. Um, what can I say? We wish we had an agency there with what we actually found. It's like, oh my goodness. It, it, you know, a, a lot of offices can do you know, really, really well there. But we love Orlando, we love Florida, we love the United States. So, um, you know, good, good report there, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you. Bye.